This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash cheapseatreviews. There's over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Also, iTunes. Check out the little icon at cheapseatreviews.com. Buy anything that you want. Help us out. Just, uh, you know... You know, we need we need a little we need a little extra you know money to help keep the podcast going. So if you like this uh, average and mediocre podcast, then support us if you as much as you can. <laughs> wrong speed. We've got it on the wrong speed. For those of you who are recovering from a hangover, that's going to sound just right. Let's pull it right back down again. Let's try a little faster. See if that picks it up a little bit. Morning, afternoon, evening, and night. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. I am Sean Orridge, your host, and today we are talking about Good Morning Vietnam. By the way, Cheap Seat Reviews is the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good, and this is episode 56, Good Morning Vietnam. I'm a little flustered because it's snowing outside here in North Carolina, and we don't know what the hell to do with ourselves. Yes, he has to talk very fast because he's actually got to go out in it. Yeah, I, I have to I, to get to work at some point uh, this evening. Yeah, I still, apparently it is what it is. I'm Sean Arden. and joining me tonight is Chad, who is in major need of a blowjob. Evans. Oh, good Lord, dude. <laughs> oh wow! Wow! <laughs> that that comes out early. <laughs> uh, that's what she, that's what she said. said. Yeah. <laughs> I can think of no one else for, for All right, that. All right, that's the podcast, folks. We yeah, win. Everybody wins. Let's go Everyone, home. Everybody wins. Cornelius, spicy noodles, Logan. No? no okay. Nothing? No, okay. No. okay. I didn't hear it. Oh, I didn't uh, hear it. Uh, Cornelius, yeah. <laughs> uh, spicy noodles, Logan. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's funnier the second time. Shit, that's uh, hot. Uh, and Sam, Sergeant Dickerson, Vector. I'm just mean. Uh, he, I'm just mean. You're just mean. Sergeant Major. Sergeant Major Dickerson. Salute me once in a while, why don't you? No, that was the other guy. Yeah, that was Hawk. Oh. No, yeah, that was Ass Clown. Yeah, yeah. the Ass Clown. <laughs> Lieutenant, <laughs> Lieutenant Ass Clown and Sergeant Dick. So there you go. Uh, that's right. Nice. So this is uh, Good Morning Vietnam. This is kind of our tribute episode. Not tribute. This is kind of our... Uh, the Oscars are over, and we wanted to do an Oscar-type film. Um uh, Robin Williams was nominated for Best Oscar uh, for a leading actor for this film, um, and I can see for why. He's he, being himself. Um, basically, he's being himself. He acts. He does some really good acting when when this stuff you know kind of hits the fan, and he has to uh, whatever. But so that was that. Um, I hope you enjoyed the Oscars. If you watched them, um, it was it's the least watched Oscars ever. <laughs> in the last 10 years or something like that whereas last year was the most watched Oscars ever um, whether whether you know, I have an opinion on why and we can talk about that later but first I must uh, play the words that uh, that Catherine recorded good morning Vietnam an unorthodox and irreverent DJ begins to shake up things when he is assigned to the US Armed Services radio station in Vietnam that's right. Catholic. What happened to her English accent? Well, you know, she's a reverend. She can do whatever she wants. Um, okay. Uh, so she's got the big guy on her side. So that's that's right. She, her accent does whatever she wants. I mean, in her rant to you, she was straight up Lenore. So, you know, yeah. that's, that's okay. She went, she, went, she went country gangsta on that she ass. She really did. Um, <laughs> uh, so this movie, yeah, this is uh, two, uh, not 2000s, nothing. This was like 1987. <laughs> yeah, 1987's Good Morning Vietnam. Um, 
This is one of those movies that everyone has seen bits and pieces of, but probably only like three people ever have actually sat down and watched it all the way through. I bet you that's the same for all four of us, except for when we watched it for this podcast. Yes? Yes, for me. Uh, I, I actually tried to watch it a couple weeks ago, and I uh, didn't. Uh, okay. Well, good job. <laughs> I've seen it a couple of times all the way through. Oh, good. My, I, I was, this was my first time. I was surprised at how much I hadn't seen of this movie. Well, we'll, we'll go ahead and do that part now. Chad. Hi. Uh, well, the last time I saw this, I guess it's been a couple years ago, but uh, um, this is one of my uh, fav- more favorite Robin Williams flicks. Um, I love the first 30 minutes of it, and then after that, it gets dark real quick. <laughs> yeah, that escalated escalated very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, and uh, okay, and, we're, and we're done terrorism. with that. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So, but I, I like the film. I really like. Uh, I, I like the story that it has. It's it, it really does make you think um, a lot, and and you know, I just I like I just like Robin Williams, and and that 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 uh, the good the the monologue that he has, and he just keeps going and going and going. I mean, it's just it's one of my favorite uh, monologues in. Yeah. in film history so there you go that's yep. mine and to think that he made that up as he was going on that wasn't scripted right no, john yeah everything that now the trivia in this for imdb and wikipedia was woefully lacking but i really i'm I, surprised but i remember hearing reading seeing somewhere that all of the adrian cronauer bits were completely improvised yeah that's just that, crazy that basically it was just like Go. We're just going to film you, and you just do things, and then when other actors are involved, we'll give them scripts. <laughs> um, uh, Corny. Um, this is the first complete time uh, I've seen it, and uh, this movie made me fall in love with Robin Williams all over again. Oh. Um, <laughs> I absolutely love this movie. I love this movie now. Um, it is, oddly enough... I, f- I actually had like feelings about this movie. I, I, I thought it was not, I mean, you obviously got the funny part and you got the dark parts, but I it just watching him go from happy and silly to depressed to, I mean, it just, I, I felt for the character and I, I hardly ever do that in any movie we watch just cause I'm a soulless bastard. Um, you can but, say that again. I'm a soulless bastard. There you go. All right, but, um, I don't, I don't know. I just I, great movie, absolutely great movie. Uh, oh, good. Uh, uh, and Sam, <laughs> this, <laughs> sorry, I was I was I was reading and then I, I got caught off guard. So Sam, this uh, this is my first time all the way through this movie. I I'm kind of in that group that you were talking about, Sean, where all you ever saw was Robin Williams basically screaming "Good morning, Vietnam." Yeah. Um, went into this movie with the idea that I would not like it. Um, I knew it was fairly, fairly, uh, you know, critics liked it and, and everybody liked it. But I just sometimes I have a hard time with Robin Williams um, in that I find his humor a little annoying, a little, you know, where it just doesn't stop. But if there was ever a a part that is completely written for Robin Williams, it was this part. Um, and of course, Aladdin, you got to you got to get yeah, yeah. that. But this was brilliant, absolutely brilliant in terms of. What they what they had him come do, you know. Here they had this comedian come in, who before this really didn't have many uh, dramatic chops to him, 
And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it always surprises me when you see comedians do, do this and are actually good at it. Um, the movies where, uh, where, uh, you know, the, the funny guy has these dramatic parts and it's just, it, for some reason always catches me off guard. And this one did the same thing. Um, the only problem I had with this movie was just a little bit of the eight, was the eighties when this was filmed? 87. Yeah. Yeah, I figure it was the eighties, where every character is black and white. You're either good or bad. The bad characters are extremely mean, corrupt, uh, incorrigible, and the good characters are the good guys trying to do right. And that style of eighties movies always kind of drove me nuts. But I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, uh, this is probably only the third time I've seen it all the way through. I can't tell you when I had, when the last time it was. I remember um, watching it many, many years ago, probably with my dad, and I remember the bit parts. Like, I remember the part where the guy keeps starting the car after it's already started uh, and laughing at that, you know. And I remember the the blowjob joke, and I remember the um, – uh, I recorded it, the, um, the the baseball reference. Game? No, oh. no, no, baseball reference. What, you know, well, um, might as well. Um Oh, gosh, I can't remember it. Oh, here it is. Uh, this, this one. What does three up and three down mean to you, Airman? End of an inning. I mean, like, that stuff cracks <laughs> me up. I mean, I just lose it. Uh, so I, when I watched this movie, again, this caught me in the right mood. Um, that, that, the opening bit that I played, I was, like, almost in tears with, you know, because it's like it's such a funny thing to play a record <laughs> at the wrong speed, and he just, you know... It, like I don't know if that was part of the gag or like that was an actual accident. Like he was actually supposed to play a record, and then it was actually and then it accidentally played at the wrong speed, and that's just what he did, you know. And it wouldn't surprise me if that in fact is the case. So, um, so this movie brings out actually lots of emotions. Some of them are is just sadness that this man is gone, and yes. that the genius that he was is no longer here, and that that makes me sad. Uh, and then this movie also brings up the, not, none of us, we joke about Sam being old, but none of us were alive <laughs> during Vietnam. Um, my dad spent um, four years during the Vietnam conflict in the Air Force in Phoenix, Arizona, playing the French horn. Um, uh, so, uh, you know. The playing a lot of marches, I would presume. Uh, yeah, he did get to play for the president once. He got to play for Johnson one time. Um, <laughs> but uh, the... The the tone of the movie though is has some comedy to it. It it, it isn't. I mean it's it, it's even rated, it's rated as comedy drama war. So there is comedy, but the comedy is kind of making fun of the situation that the United States found itself in, mm-hmm. and it was just this weird quagmire of a thing that Giggity. that quite frankly didn't really need to happen. I mean it's kind of hard to fight an idea with bullets, and um, uh, and I have a good military buddy of mine who. Um, who says basically if it wasn't for the politicians we would have won that war um, because the military wanted to basically turn Vietnam into a sheet of glass. So anyway, um, but that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> um, but you know, so to, so to oh say, come on, we love talking about foreign policy. Let's do it. Yeah, well, sh- why not? That sounds like a really fun yeah podcast. Central Africa. Screw them. Yeah, <laughs> they're not even real. Are we sure Vietnam is even real? I'm not sure. I think they made it up. Um, you know what Vietnam is, right? So, yeah, I, I, it's like I Asian, Detroit. Around... Asian, Asian Detroit. Asian Detroit. <laughs> I like how every other country has a Detroit. 
<laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go around. Uh, I wouldn't go around saying that uh, Vietnam is not a real place. Uh, they're they over at the VA place. They really hold on to that lie. Really? Hmm. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll test that theory out, Chad. How about you and I go down there? And t- <laughs> and I'll be right behind you. Yeah, behind me. <laughs> um, quick st- side story. I worked with this dude um, who. Uh, oh, awesome. Uh, he. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this was in college at App. I worked with him, and he had Crazy Uncle Eddie. And he would tell me stories about Crazy Uncle Eddie. And the story that I remember the most was that Crazy Uncle Eddie was in Vietnam and came back crazy. And he somehow got a hold of a lot of military weaponry from Vietnam and from his time in the Army. And he lived in the woods near Boone and had built himself a machine gun nest on top of his house uh, and had rigged his driveway with claymores. And oh, so no one went and visited Crazy Uncle Eddie. Um, so uh, it's kind of a, a humorous story, but a, a kind of also a sad thing that people that came back from that war were, you know, they had That's issues. Um, that was the best story I've ever heard. Well, it's kind of funny to think about Crazy Uncle Eddie just living in some, like, shanty with a machine gun on top. You know, it's kind of a funny image. Uh, the director, Barry... Manilow. Levinson. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Le- Levin, Barry Levinson, who also directed things like Wag the Dog and Sleepers and Toys and fun things like that. I thought he did a good job. I thought this movie was really good. Um, the only thing that bothered me, and this is, I don't know, and this is the me, again, this is me, but the sound editing in this movie was terrible. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed that or not, but like, you could hear clothes rubbing up against microphones, and like when he's talking with the in the street with the uh, the guys who were yelling like they're you know, hey, what's your name? Oh, it's O'Reilly. Like you can tell, like it actually felt like those were real soldiers, and he was just entertaining them, and that the microphone wasn't ever on any of them individually, because he asked that gotcha. one, you know what I'm saying? Like he asked that black guy what his name was, and you couldn't hear him. It clearly sounded like the, his voice was coming from th- three hundred feet away. Uh, so again, that's just me. I'm 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 that I'm that jerk. Well, there's um, also uh, when they're walking through um, uh, the the jungle brush, and um, I thought the uh, hearing them was just almost impossible for me. It could be the fact that I was on a computer and not what I normally watch it on. But right, uh, I don't know. I was using my good earbuds and could hear very. <laughs> it was hard to hear sometimes. Um, especially like during when he's interacting with the, the, the Vietnam people. Well, I, I did hear that one bit when, you know, after the, the Jeep was flipped over uh-huh. and, and his dog fell out of the back Yeah, and, uh, they, they, they grabbed his dog and ran off into the bushes and, and held a, a gun to the God, to the dog's head. Oh, okay. I did oh, hear yeah. that. That, I didn't yeah. expect that scene to happen. It you was, know, they were know. sitting there and it was just, and then they it was sm- a happy and then they, dog. And, and then they screamed. Stop eating my sesame cake. It's totally weird. <laughs> anyway. Um, but did, did you capture that clip, by the way? No, I didn't. No, no you didn't. No, I'm not going to do it. That's a great clip. I did get this clip, though. You have to play the clip. I don't think so, sir. My son, the shadow of your ass for weigh 20 pounds. There you go. The I didn't sh- even get that one. The shadow of your ass. Well, see, again, bad audio. <laughs> the shadow of your ass would weigh 20 pounds. There's so much background noise. Donna, can you put on some weight? I don't think so, sir. My son, the shadow of your ass would weigh 20 pounds. Like, what, what is happening in the background? Come on. I thought, it, I thought There's a jungle gym. Uh, There's a young priest, an old priest. I mean, it's, it's... I heard a bit of the soundtrack to uh, 
How to Train Your Dragon in that bit. You think so? <laughs> I really did. John Powell went back 40 years and wrote it back then. I like that. Oh, I guess it was 87. Never mind. Not 40 years, but you know, 25 years or something. Yeah. Um, obviously, enough. Robin Williams is great. Forrest Whitaker. Um, he was silly, and he kind of made me laugh, especially his stupid laugh that he would do. Um, Robert Wool. He's our Batman connection. Um, he's kind of this weird, kind of skeezy dude in everything he does, you know? Who? Uh, oh, he was Marty Lee Drewitz. He was the other DJ. Uh, oh, okay. The guy, the guy who, in the background. There were, the guy there were that, two other guys. He was the main other. Yeah, yeah. He was he was in Batman. The uh, you know with uh, he's in Michael the, Keaton. Yeah, the Michael Keaton Batman. He was the guy that was trying to get with uh, Vicky Vale, but he couldn't because he was a dork. He was in the friend zone. Yeah, Sam, are you you figure you, you have any idea who we're talking about? I have no idea. Have, have you seen it, Batman? I know I have. There's like there's 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 four men in Batman. There's Batman. There's um, Alfred. There's the Joker, and then that guy. Huh. I mean, there, there's other guys. I'm not remembering but, him. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Go to IMDb and look up think, Robert. Wool. I think you're making this up. Anyway, Chad, He's corny. Make, I, I'm I'm allowing it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, I thought he was weird and kind of skeezy because, like, it's, he plays the same thing in everything else he plays. Um, did you guys ever see the TV show Arliss that was on HBO? No, no, no. But I saw Culus. Uh it, it was basically he was an agent, a sports agent, <laughs> and all the antics that 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 does. I only the only episode I remember <laughs> is that he had this quarterback that was his client who was coming out of college, but he was rumored to be gay. And no one wanted to draft him, so he's trying to find a way that he can get his agent drafted, so that he or he can get his client drafted. So we threw a big party. He drugged the kid, and then hired a bunch of hookers to hang out on him. And then he took pictures and then leaked them to the press, to, so that he was quote unquote busted with a bunch of hookers at this party. And then like he get drafted like first overall. It's kind of funny. Look, man, I don't appreciate you telling my personal life. Well, you, you know, know, it was a dark time. Yeah. It was a different time, it right, Chad? That's actually nope, like not gonna say it. That's that no, Chad. You have to because that's nope. actually in my notes. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh well, I guess it was a different time. Yeah. 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 I really need to get that quote like copied from you. Other than that, not a whole lot of you know other cast. Um, I will say this: the general. I I, I actually found myself uh, capturing more of his audio than anyone else's. Um, because he cracked me up and he said funny things. <laughs> like, um, well, he said things like, uh, "Did he say this?" Um, <laughs> well, he I already said that. Already did the shadow thing. Did he do this, Lieutenant? You don't know whether you're a shot, <laughs> powder bird, or snake bit. I don't care about focus. <laughs> That's right. I mean, like he says things like that. So the things you want your a good general to say. I just you know I think it's it's in a job description for generals to have to have. Those little quips that they can take out at any time, and uh, and say, right? Well, it's in general school. In general, school. general school, general school, <laughs> general school. Yeah, we just all saluted. Just uh, there you go. Their general education, right? Uh, yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> but I bet he learned it in private. No, I'm gonna. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I didn't know if either Skype did hiccups. <laughs> 
or if like, oh, if it was a dirty joke behind it, or if there was like some kind of like we were all waiting for the punchline that if never. If there happened. was a time to make cricket sound, John, that would have been I the perfect I, time. I wish I had it. Like everything stopped. And I was like, oh god, here we that go. was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> this awkward silence was brought to you by Corny. Um, yes. So Sam, to your point, that yes. not only were so you said the, the bad guys were bad guys. Yes, um, very I, bad. The, the only, I would only argue, and this isn't even an argument, but I would say that the only bad guy who isn't a straight-up bad guy is the is... kid who was the VC. Yeah, yeah, I agree because with that. Because in his eyes, he's doing what he feels is right. Yeah. Now, of course, all bad guys do what they think is right. Um, but when you kind of see it through his eyes, you're kind of like, oh, I kind of get it. We are in kind of invading his country, and who are we? to say that they can't become a communist state if they don't want to, you know, but again, not, that's not the point of this podcast. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to keep like driving us down that road. Um, but the, 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 two, the Lieutenant and the Sergeant just, they are the type of people that just make me so angry that, that are, that are forget about the fact that they're closed minded. It's that when something new comes along, they must be killed. Not maybe literally. In this case, kind of literally. Uh, kind of literally. <laughs> they tried. Yeah. Um, I mean, just good God. I mean, how much of a dick do you have to be to let your guy? I mean, let's go. Work. At, least sergeant, at least a sergeant major type. Right. But I mean, like, yeah, sergeant major dick. I mean, like, how much of a dick do you need to be for? Because, like, worst case scenario, Robin Williams is care. Like Robin Williams and Forrest Whitaker, they don't get killed. They get captured, and then they yeah. get to go to the Hanoi Hilton and hang out with um. Um, governor, what's his face? Um, Schwarzenegger. No, like, not governor, the senator. That's me. Oh, McCain. Yeah, Senator McLean. McCain, not McLean. 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 Yes. Oh my gosh, what a great movie! Oh. So they get captured, and they're thrown in with John McLean. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow they said, John... go to, they said go to Vietnam. You have a few laughs. Yeah. And then he somehow runs into Schwarzenegger doing the uh, or uh, Schwarzenegger in like, like commando kind of thing, and then Stallone shows up in. Uh, Rambo. In his first tour of and, duty in and, Vietnam, or and something. they're all hey, like, uh, they're all like, what hey, is hey, happening? Hey guys, do it. I just thought I could have been, you know. Hey, how you doing? So, so would your sergeant major send you down here? Uh, he, uh, he sent me somewhere. Was that German? It's Sam? Okay. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was German. But, but was it just me, or did that escalate awfully quickly from I don't like him as an employee to I want this guy dead? Right. Did yeah. it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, did they warm up to it? Just. Put your hand right in there, you know? Right. I mean, it was just, you got one strike, and then the next thing is, oh, you're dead. Oh, <laughs> congratulations, you survived. Now you're, you know, now we're going to court-martial you, or we're going to get you, you know, honorably discharged. Just, that stuff just, that, and again, Corinne, like what you said, made you feel, yeah, you were probably feeling the same thing we were all feeling, like, you just want to go punch that guy in the neck. Now, we can't, because that Hector died, and I kind of feel bad, but not really. <laughs> Which actor? The 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 yeah, major, idiot, major, the one that always wanted to be saluted. Major Dick, no. Uh, Sergeant Major Dick. Sergeant man, Major don't get Dick. It right. He died in '98. He actually oh. died right after filming The Negotiator. Corny. Oh, he's click knee, on it. Yeah, knee bomb. Oh, he's knee. He is knee bomb. Yeah, it's knee bomb. He was also in a few good men. Um, he was at. He was again. He was a general major, not a major, but he was a whatever a dick in that too. So he's good at you that. Know, you know what's going to be really awful? What? The guy who uh, plays uh, Biff in uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
all the uh, all, well, sorry. Why am I drawing a blank? Back to the future. Back to the future. Uh, when he when he dies, everyone's gonna hate him. Why? He's just gonna be perceived as an evil guy. Well, he's Aww. no, but he's actually done a couple other roles that kind of defined him as not a douche. Um, but yeah, for the most part, most people will refer to him as that. What was the kid from the Karate Kid? Not Billy well, Zavka. Billy Zavka. Yeah, everyone <laughs> refers to him as the jerk because he every role he played in the eighties, he was a bad guy. Um, yeah. But he was he was the Karate he Kid. He was the Karate Kid. Like I mean, I know. <laughs> um, Bruno Kirby was Stephen Hawk. Oh my gosh! I didn't realize Bruno Kirby died. He's dead too. Yeah, he died in ninety or in two thousand six. At fifty. This is starting to be a sad podcast. <laughs> I could have sworn. I mean, yeah, Robin you... Williams died. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bruno Kirby could be what? the brother to Joe Pesci. Yeah. General Kirby. Oh, yeah. When he started talking, I wasn't looking at him. I'm like, I don't remember Joe Pesci being in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, what a name. He's changed, His name is, he, he's, he went by Bruno Kirby, but it was born Bruno Giovanni Quidaciulu Jr. Sorry, I, I butchered your I, I don't even know what you just said. I actually, I'm a little offended now. <laughs> well, he had he got he was, he died of leukemia, which sucks. Were you were you oh. were you telling Sulu to you know know go to Warp Three, something like that, in in Klingon? Um, in Klingon, uh, he was in the Godfather Two. Oh, in... the general's dead too. Yeah, Damn. Noble, well, he Noble was, Willingham. He was an old dude. Look, I love his IMDb photo. He's got <laughs> this great cowboy hat. He looks yeah, like an oil tycoon. Great. He was in The Last Boy Scout as a football owner. He was an Ace Ventura pet detective as the owner of the Miami Dolphins. Typecast. Um, He was in a movie called The Corn Dog Man. That seems kind of weird. Oh, poor guy. Um, Walker, Texas Ranger 3, Deadly Reunion. They made movies? (laughs) No, no, no. They made uh, documentaries. Those aren't movies. Those are documentaries. (laughs) I didn't know that was... I mean, Chuck Norris is in it. It's an hour and a half action movie, non-rated. Ninety-four. Uh... He got a he got a four point six. Oh, he was like the uh, uh, was he like his his dad? In uh... I couldn't tell you. Uh, actually, yeah. Yeah, so, that's that's C- right. C- I did recognize him. C D Parker. So, so Danny Aiello was one of the military police, and he's dead too. Danny Aiello. Are yeah. you just looking for people who've died in this film, Sam? I sure have. <laughs> Something wrong this, with you. This seems like um, Danny Aiello. That's a name. That's a re- that name sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, this is like one of those things where you're like, "Oh, it's a conspiracy. They all went to Vietnam. They talked bad about the war. And now all the actors are dead, except for <laughs> Forrest Whitaker. Except for Forrest Whitaker because he's and he's just he just lost sight in that one eye. And he's but he's black, so they won't kill him because oh. you know reasons. Actually, isn't that? You know, backwards. Have you ever seen The Last King of Scotland? No, I haven't, but I really Dude, I've heard it's that, so good. Forrest Whitaker, I mean, his chops and that, oh my gosh, he's awesome. <laughs> he looking at did his he, chops. Did he, did he grill him or did he... Uh, yeah, you know, no, I'm not talking about chops. It's just his <laughs> acting chops. You really see why he's such a good actor. Mm. Sorry, I'm really hungry right now. Right. You just said chops. I'm, I just want pork chops now. Like that I was thinking about putting you on mute and going to find some pork chops. No, you can do that if you want to. That's fine. I gave you mm. permission, but... I'm out. But I did it about but, ten minutes ago. And nobody noticed. But we'll so. we'll also have uh, more awkward silences when we say, "Hey, Corny, what do you think?" Um, um, um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it actually did it take anybody off guard when he swore on air, and I was like, "What? He can't do that!" Oh wait, you're in a different country, so I guess you can. 
was a different time. Military it was a different was a time. Different. There it is. <laughs> it was a different time. And I guess FCC probably didn't exist back then anyway. Um, well, that's the federal. That's, you, you know. Yeah. But they did play some of the armed air forces radio, whatever. They did play it in America because they had people from like Wichita, Kansas mailing in saying that they hated Polka, dude. Um, I did write, even Word Al Yankovic wouldn't play Polka to the army. <laughs> so, um, did you guys notice that half of this movie was B-roll footage? Yes. Like this movie was made up of not, I mean, like seriously, like not one, not two, not three, but probably like what, four or five, um, of him doing radio DJ stuff. Did you guys notice yeah. that? I mean, it was like, mm-hmm. it was like talk montage b-roll footage of things in vietnam i mean i would almost bet that that was actually footage from vietnam like if we went to the history channel we would see some of the same imagery you know and then it would be and then thing and then drama and then he's back on the radio and then you've got boys throwing chickens and this guy over there eating and like all this b-roll footage it was like half of the movie was b-roll and uh i just thought that was it was i don't know for some reason like every time we would have all these moments i'm like like there's nothing happening. It's just good music being played from the '60s, and I'm watching naked boys play in the water. You know, so it's just, <laughs> just kind of weird. A little awkward. Yeah, that was. You know, the first thing I was like, okay, whatever. It's a different time. You could do. Sorry, I was, now I'm seeing it a lot. Um, right. But it was weird. You know, you could do that and it was okay. But then they went back to that shot, and I was like, yeah. okay, now it's disturbing. Yeah, they they did that a lot. So I just I kind of wanted more of Robin Williams, whether he's doing Robin Williams or he's being serious or whatever. I wanted more. I kind of wanted more of the teaching, him teaching the English, because it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, actually. <laughs> you know, I mean, all he's doing is teaching them swear words and things. I thought that was hilarious. Um, so anyway, I just, I wanted a little bit more of that. And yes, in case you were wondering, oh my God, that scared me corny. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, Skype just this Skype window just opened up my computer and then there's Corny uh, with a halo over his head. Uh, in a, in a, so anyway, sorry. It was a spirit uh, bomb. This, this, once again, this is great radio. You know, you should do some comedy, you know, hysterics like you know, like the Marx Bros. Like you should fall, fall down. You can't. Uh, no one's gonna see him fall you, down. You can't sir. see him fall down. Well, not, not actually fall down. No, like, that's just, a terrible just, thing to do on radio. Just, just just play like you're falling down, but you can't see if he falls down. I know that. Like. <laughs> I know comedy, you know. Oh, it's Mr. Frenchie. Like every time that man talked, I wanted to punch him in the throat. But I guess that's the point. You uh, know, the sad part is, is I think we all know at least one person who is like that. That you can't tell them anything, and you know whatever they think is right. No, oh. damn. Ah, just damn. call them out. Just <laughs> right under the bus. It's fine. That's fine. <clears throat> He gonna cut you. Yep. Bide my time. <laughs> bide my time. Anyway, um, uh, Chad, this is uh, because of Sam was being such a douche just then. This is just for you, Sam. You know, you're in more dire need of a blowjob than any white man in history. There you go. <laughs> Um, I actually captured the rest of that scene because it made me laugh. I edited it down a little bit, so it's only about 20 seconds, but I, I thought it was hilarious. You're going to Guam. Guam, sir. There's nothing going on in Guam. Why Guam? 
Dick, I've covered for you a lot of times because I thought you was a little crazy. But you're not crazy. You're mean. And this is just radio. More dire need of a blowjob than any white man in history. That's funny. Right. <laughs> um, but it, it, it kind of gives you that sense at the end of the movie where it's like, okay, the general kind of knows what's going on. Yeah, this guy's mean and kind of a psychopath. And... You know, it's time to get that dude out of here, you know. So we're going to transfer you to Guam where nothing is happening and you can piss off the people there um, because I can't send you on a mission where you'll accidentally get shot and die uh, because that's horrible. Um, so anyway, there you go. Um, I also thought it was uh, convenient that the uh, military police were, um, you know, complete pushovers. Um <laughs> What they, what they didn't show is uh, them leaving and then, you know, make him doing voices and like, oh, okay, it's fine. I can't stay mad at you. Okay. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, you okay there, son? Yeah, sorry. Uh, once again, I'm trying to read things that are happening. And uh, anyway, <laughs> reading and talking and listening and things are hard. Um it's called multitasking. Uh, tropes. Yes. And uh, that's what she said. Yeah, I'm not good at that. Ah. Uh, we actually, my wife and I learned long ago when we first got married that um, I, I, I can't focus on more than one audible audio source at one time. So like if, if the TV's on and she starts talking, I can't hear her. And it's not that I'm selective hearing, ignoring her. I literally can't, like I, my brain doesn't focus on it unless she gets my attention. It took us about a year of marriage to figure that out. Um, it's then, because the, the the red hair, you know, absorbs a lot of hey, if, you know, if, the brain cells. Whatever. I mean, that that could be that could be just as a logical option or a, um, um, explanation as anything I can come up with, other than, um, I don't know. I have nothing else clever to say at this point. Um, this is Sam's uh, jerk. Uh, Sam's jerk. Chad, this one is also <laughs> for you because. This seems like something you would say. I run the station according to strict guidelines set by military intelligence. Military intelligence. There's a contradiction in terms. There you go. I think <laughs> I've actually said that before. Yes, you have. It was the name of an episode. Something similar to that. But Ah, uh, yes. Uh, counterintelligence. Counterintelligence is just ignorance. It's just ignorance. Yes, that's one of my favorite things. You I would... put it on a shirt last week. You know, that's good. like... Chad, Chad's funeral, 60 years from now, I'm going to say, Chad, he was a great guy. And he said this thing one time, and it made me laugh. And I'm going to remember it forever. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I'm going to remember White Lightning. That has been that sounds like it's been tampered with. And <laughs> <laughs> counterintelligence is just ignorant. <laughs> Once again, saying inside jokes so the listening audience feels dumb. Um, uh, tropes: military guys has issue with new guys. You know, it's that I don't, I didn't. I, there's a better way to write that, but I couldn't think of what it was. Um, it's, a, it's the well, I mean, it's, your, it's a military trope. Yeah, but it's it's not just the military. It's like yeah. the established guy doesn't like the new guy. Happens all the time in business type films yeah. too. Yeah, like I'm the big milit I'm the big this is my business. Well, I'm the new guy with yeah. the derp a derp and you know what I gotta take over. Yeah. Uh bar fights I think are kind of a tropey. They're kind of funny. Um 
Boy, there was a lot of racial things happening there in that bar fight, wasn't there? <laughs> it was. I love how the uh, one of the two black guys was like, "Yep, I need need to learn when to stop." Yeah, I mean, just and you know, and then uh, Chad. Yo, this, this is where I would cue you on the keyboard if once I get would you. This is where you say, "Oh, uh, well, it was a different time." Yeah. So, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you still have to be racist. Um, and then I wrote. I couldn't think of a better way again, a better way to write this, but I called it emotional spinach. You know how what? You know how in movies, not all movies, but some movies oh, have, uh, have the Popeye moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. You know, like Spider Man's getting ready to get stabbed by that weird fork thing, and all of a sudden, the Green Goblin's like, "I'm gonna go do bad things to Mary Jane," and all of a sudden, Spider Man has the power to the, the strength to beat him up. I mean, you literally could hear that, right? Um, and, but whereas in this one, like he, Robin Williams character, he's so down because he can't say the things that he wants to say. And he's so bummed out that not only did he almost die, but he can't talk about the, his experience of either a almost dying and b that how other people did die in this kind of horrible tragedy because the U S the, you know, the, the military censors so much, whether it's right or wrong. Um, and it just pissed him off and Forrest Whitaker, was there to kind of give him some emotional spinach, you know, like this is why you do the thing that you do is for these men out here who are about to go through the worst experiences of their life. And you're going to provide for them a few moments of fun and hilarity uh, at the expense of the U S military and, you know, Richard Nixon and whatever. And, and it was like, that was what it was. It was like his, he needed that pick me up. He needed. So that's why I called it the emotional spinach. So, um, that part actually is one of my favorite parts of the movie is when he's just kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like he's just kind of BS, yeah. he's BSing with the guys and it's like, it's real and genuine. And you can see, I mean, even looking at Robin Williams, whether he's acting that moment or not, like the pure <clears throat> joy on his face as he's talking to those soldiers, you know? Yeah. You know, he's the hero that Vietnam deserves, but not the one it needed. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's actually, or, or the other way around. I think it's the other way around. It was, yeah, it, yeah. He, was <laughs> he was he was the radio DJ that they needed, but needed. but they Another didn't deserve, yeah, uh, or something like that. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Maybe he's both. Maybe he's the one they needed and deserved. No. I don't know. Um, where's Rachel? Right. Uh, <laughs> where's Charlie? Uh, uh, um, I I copy I captured this because this made me laugh. Excuse me, sir. Seeing as how the VP is such a VIP, shouldn't we keep the PC on the QT? Because if it leaks to the VC, you can end up in MIA, and then we'd all be put on KP. <laughs> uh, I love stuff like that. Um, this made me laugh, too. What do you use to look for them? Well, we ask people, are you the enemy? And whoever says yes, we shoot them. <laughs> because that sounds real. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I just, I don't know. Um... I already wrote, I already played this one, but it still makes me happy. What does three up and three down mean to you, Airman? End of an inning. That's right. And then <laughs> the last one, and you know I had to capture it. Good morning, Vietnam! There you go. That's actually the way I envision that Chad starts his day. <laughs> good morning, Vietnam? What does that even mean? I think he's saying good morning, Vietnam. Morning, Vietnam. <laughs> Jeez, what a douche. Um. Anyway, but you know who are what? not? Are you talking about 
Chad? No, no, no. That, oh, that, I was like, what? That, that went south really quick. No, no, that pencil neck douche. Um, oh, okay. not Chad. Chad's a nice guy. I like Chad. I want some butts. That's um, right. Um, but you know who Chad's are not, a nice guy. Who? Speaking of nice guys, Audible.com uh, sponsored this show. You can check them out at Audible.com or Audible.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews where you can get a free book and a 30-day free trial. Good job, I, man. There wasn't a whole lot of trivia. Um that was really a worth reading. Most of it was basically just saying that Adrian Cronauer, the real Adrian Cronauer, didn't use humor. Um, ooh, you okay? Nope, sorry. Okay. Uh, that the real Adrian Cronauer didn't really use humor. He actually used a lot more uh, satire, and um, he's kind of like the... Um, who am John Stewart? No. Uh, well, kind of, yeah. I was going to say... Um, uh, this is going to show my kind of political affiliation. I don't, I don't mean to, but have you ever heard of Neil Bortz? He he's kind of like a um, he's not he's not Republican. What's the other one? Libertarian, and he does a lot of sat- satirical things, things like that. You know, kind of like a again, this is a, a hot button thing, like a Bill O'Reilly, but not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I think John Stewart's actually probably the more appropriate, just without the humor. Uh, but that's oh, okay. that was kind of you know what I'm saying like just John Stewart's kind of make makes fun of everyone. You know, not just the right and the left. He makes fun of it, or not just the right, uh, but he makes fun of everyone. And that's kind of the way he was. He just kind of challenged the man. And he didn't get kicked out. Um, he left on his own terms because his tour was over. So um, so there was not as much drama. Uh, and he actually was shopping. He actually wrote the script for the movie and shopped it around. And then when Robin Williams got a hold of it, he said, this sounds great. And then the studio was like, Oh, we're gonna rewrite this completely for Robin Williams, because if you have Robin Williams doing your show, you're gonna do whatever he wants. Because um, remember, this is Robin Williams is like he's on the rise, and and I know if I mentioned it before, but like he was rumored to be the Joker in the original Batman, and I think that, huh. I still think that. Would oh have been my gosh, that right? would have been interesting. I still think that would have been great. Um, and and not Danny Elfman, um, Tim Burton actually used that as leverage to get Jack Nicholson to do the Joker. Because he huh. he's, he put out a rumor that he was trying to get Robin Williams. Uh, also, the other little bit was as Adrian chases, uh, I don't know, the, the little kid through the street, the background music is actually a cut from Alex North's unused score from 2001 to Space Odyssey. <laughs> huh. oh. All right, it's kind of funny, right? Speaking of uh, soundtrack grades, um, uh, I gave this one, bear with me, an N A G A G O T G B S P G. Oh God! Which stands for not as good as Guardians of the Galaxy, but still pretty good. <laughs> uh, okay, was, oh, that. Yeah, you know, it was it was a good collection <clears throat> of music. From... I'm not gonna allow that. Oh uh, no! Why Rejected. Not? It's too long. I don't care. Too long. That's didn't what read. she said. That's what she said. Yeah, so ah. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight has been the night of two. That's what she said. That's the name of the episode. That's what she said. It's a Naga Got Gibsbug. Whoa, whoa, you can't say that. Well, Only we can say that. Yeah, well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dang it. Once again, getting accused of being racist. It's okay, though. It's okay. My godson is black. So. No, I thought you said nerf herder. I mean, oh, no, all I'm, that. I'm a nerf herder. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, pal. That seems uncomfortable. Um,. Yeah. A- anything else? No, good. Um, I was, I was, I was very happy to watch this movie because 
I don't know. It just seemed like a while since I've actually seen something I haven't seen and enjoyed. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it was a breath of fresh air. Yeah, it kind of was. Um, I, I kind of know, I know what you mean. Because um, like a lot of the stuff that we haven't seen end up being either A, not good, or B, just kind of... Eh. Well, not even just am, but kind of like sad, you know, like, yeah, like, like Snowpiercer. None of us have seen. There is no joy in that movie, <laughs> you know. Like, whereas in this movie, the the ultimate outcome, there's no joy. But like, you know, Robin Williams brings happiness to both soldiers and locals, and like, yeah. there's there is joy and hope in that, um, in that, you know. So, um, that's what makes this movie, I think, really good is that it kind of leaves you with a sense of hope and. Um, and whatever, you know, it, it, it doesn't leave you, obviously the intent isn't to leave you thinking about all the horrible things that the Vietnam war brought. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, what did I, I learn? Enjoy. I learned simply it was a different time. <laughs> um, that's literally what I wrote. Uh, top three. Did I play all my clips? Did I play? Lieutenant, you don't know whether you're a shot. Okay. Yeah. I played yes. that one. <laughs> That was a great time to end that one. Um, yeah, great timing there, bud. Yeah, well, you know, I'll, I'll rooster tail it later on. That's what uh, post post is for. Powder bird or snake bit. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> suck at this. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Top three. We did decided to do top three Vietnam movies. Um, so hopefully you all have done your homework. Chad? Uh, as I consult the book of movies. Consult the book uh, of movies? Actually, I have a book. It's a, one of those you know composition notebooks that I write all this stuff down in. Okay. Uh, my top three, I'm going to go with, uh, in no particular order, uh, Apocalypse Now. Okay. I literally thought you were going to say Rambo 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Damn it, that's my joke. Oh, oh. oh I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, it wasn't. My, it wasn't my joke. I couldn't take credit for that. Uh, so, Apocalypse Now, Full Metal Jacket. You know the second half. Okay. And then Forrest Gump. Okay. Um, I have uh, on my list of shame is both Full Metal Jacket and Apocalypse Now. And Platoon. Oh, you're missing out. I missed especially most... especially the first part of Full, Full Metal Jacket is. Amazing. Oh yeah. I, I yeah. I've it's never... literally two different movies. Uh, I I believe you. Um, Corny. All right. Uh, number three is actually going to be Rambo, the first one. Nice. Um, uh, number two uh would be Forrest Gump. Okay. And my number one is Platoon. Okay. I actually watched that like nice. three times. Like today or? No, no. I mean in the. In the... <laughs> When I was actually about to write, I've watched it three times prior to the age of fifteen. Wow. Well, okay. Uh, that's a weird number. Um, Sam. Yes. All right. So I have got. Hold on. Let me <laughs> Did you say list. I'm a weird just... number? You ready? <laughs> yes. What were you saying? I, th- I think Corey just gave the comeback of you're a weird number. I, <laughs> I did actually. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I've got my number three as uh, First Blood. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. When they. Cambodia. I thought it was Vietnam, wasn't it? The first. I think it was in Poland. <laughs> it's in Poland. Uh, uh, it was in my France. Number, my number two France. is, of course, Full Metal Jacket. Number one is Force Gump. Uh, a Vietnam veteran uses his combat skills against the lawman of a small town where they arrest and abuse him. 
That's the plot of the movie. Yeah, they they do uh, have flashbacks, though. To Vietnam. Okay. You know, PTSD. That's, that, that's fine. Um, I'll, I'm, I'll allow it. I mean, I don't really care. You jumped up and bit me. All right. Well, so so everyone has said Forrest Gump. So that's actually my number three. And I said I mentioned off air that I was going to have at least one that no one would, would pick. And it looks like I have two. Uh, Forrest Gump is my number three. Rescue Dawn is my number two. Yeah. Um, with um, Batman. He gets shot down. He's a pilot. It's a survival story. Can he fly? He can fly. Uh, he can talk. <laughs> Getting to shut up is the problem. Uh, and number one would be We Were Soldiers. I don't like that one. Oh, it's such a good movie. It it jars me every time I watch it. And it's it's one of the few movies that like legitimately like will bring me to tears. Uh, and it's at the end of the movie when, which is the point, you know, this, it's a it's an emotional moment where Mel Gibson is standing in front of the Vietnam Memorial. Uh, the third panel in from the left is just from that battle that they represent. And the they actually put the names up on the screen of the people that died, and they're just they're just names, right? Until you see the guy from High Point, North Carolina, and Greensboro, North Carolina, and Charlotte, North Carolina, and you're like, oh my god, that's like that's where I'm from, you know? And then that's when it becomes real for me. That it, it, it became very real. It's like these weren't just people, you know, that like this wasn't just pages in a book. Or characters in a movie like these were real men that gave their lives for a, a thing that happened. Uh, so I really liked that movie. Anyway, there you go. And it's got a lot of really good actors in it. And Sam Elliott, who has a great mustache, but not in that movie, has some of the best one-liners ever. And if we rec- if we do that movie for this podcast, the whole audio selection of my, the episode will be of him saying things because he has like eleven lines and they're all beautiful. So anyway. There you go. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, anything else? No good. <laughs> if it's no Scottish, it's crap. That's right. Angry Scotsman said things. Well, good evening, you bastards. <laughs> and Chad. <laughs> well, I uh, hope you guys are doing well. I, on the other hand, am not. I realized today that you cannot go to a table reading session in front of children and say curse words because <laughs> apparently that's not appreciated. So I lost my job and uh, reading the audiobooks. And so I am on the lookout for a new one and I will keep you updated on that, of course. So I was listening to your show last week and you're adding new things such as the segment about uh, what did you learn from the movie and I think that's great but your podcast is still missing something I think so today what I'm going to do is the first ever cheap seat reviews weather forecast (laughs) so here we go ladies and gentlemen this is the angry Scotsman with your up to date weather for North Carolina Holy hell! Can we get one day without a freaking snowflake? I would love to go and do stuff during the day and not sit around. That is, if I were in North Carolina. I was going to say, is he in North Carolina? And I know people who are band directors who would love to actually go to class and rehearse their bands and prepare for concerts next week. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm thinking of using that, perhaps for an audition. It's so when true. you guys publish this episode, I'll record that. I'll catch that audio, and I'll send. Or I could just send my audio. What the hell am I thinking? But anyway, to a weather station, perhaps they'll hire me. That's about all I've got for you, honestly. Today, I don't have much at all. I do miss your faces, uh, most of you, except for the four of you. So um, maybe sometime we can do something, because I have cabin fever, and I am thinking about building a luge out my front step that that goes out of my house, down the street, and straight into the ditch where I could just curl up in the fetal position naked and eat cheese puffs until I die. That's what I would like to do because my stress level is about right there, right now. Uh, Yeah. All right. Well, good evening to you, and I will talk to you soon. Ta-ta. Well, there you go. And then this... uh, I don't know what to say about that. That was great. Thank you, Angry Scotsman. I'm yes. sorry about your friends in North Carolina who have band issues. Um, yes. And also, yes, we do. And the also, struggle is real. I will say this. Um, oh, wait, I'm sorry. What? Six, six months from now, when the, the, list, the listener is listening to this podcast, and it's like July, and they're like, what are we talking about snow? You know. So anyway, um, uh, um, Sam, <laughs> I actually did find that clip that you were talking about. Yeah, if you kill my dog, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll get really mad. Yeah, it was really strange. Anyway, <laughs> um, there you go. Yes, you are welcome. Um, oh, not yet, Steve. Sorry, I hit the wrong space bar. Damn it, Steve. I know. Out of ten, well, we did have an email. Uh, I'm not going to read it on air, uh, oh. but it was it was from Jen. Uh, basically, oh. Um, oh, she was saying bad things about Chad again. No, she was oh, okay. saying bad things cool. about me. She loves Chad. Um, no, basically, it's the last two episodes we've been having such. Um, audio difficulties with my laptop and things that she was basically just calling me out saying how much I suck. And that's, fine. <laughs> she didn't, she didn't actually say that she was just basically, she actually was genuinely concerned like, Hey, what's going on? How can I help? And so oh. I'm like, um, literally what I did was I, I actually have installed an older version of Skype on my computer and it actually sounds better. Um, so way to go Skype. Um, the only thing I can't do now is go through like do Skype through Facebook, but I don't want to do that because Skype through Facebook sucks out loud. So anyway, out of ten, Chad, um, how many um, two slow uh, forty five records would you give uh, out of ten? I'm going to give this a nine. Oh wow, wow. Okay. Yeah, this is one of my more. This is one of my favorite. Yep. One of my more favorite movies in my collection. You own this? I do own this. I own this on VHS. <laughs> VHS. What is all that? the videotapes? We've looked at all the videotapes. Wow. Um, there's your Star Crash reference for the day, but you didn't think we were going to get that. Um, wow. Very good. Okay. Um, nine. Wow. Sam, for some reason, I can't uh, do. Uh, you're going to have to just write this down or whatever because. The Excel spreadsheet doesn't want to work for me. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Corny. Uh, uh, how many already started vehicles are you going to give this out of? Well, I would already give you the uh, the, the number, but you know, once it's already running, you should know. Yeah, if you hear it running, you know. Yeah. Anyway, that that joke went sour. 
super quick. Um, wow. I'm going to give it a nine and a half. <laughs> Absolutely. Whoa. <laughs> wow. This is going to, unless Sam I, does something crazy, this is going to be our top rated movie. I love this movie. I, I cannot, I mean, we, I, I didn't really say a lot of it during the podcast, but this is really one of the greatest movies I've watched in my lifetime. I'll be honest wow. with you. Wow. Yeah. I wish we could have gone more there. I apologize. Um, Sam? Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm not letting these other things temper. I'd, I'd give it a good seven and a half. It's good. It's fun. I'd probably watch it again. If anything, just to listen to some of the, the, the stuff he says on the radio, it's just hilarious. Right. Um, but yeah, I have good, good seven and a half. I mean, I'd almost say eight, except for the, the just kind of the cheesy 80s feel to it sometimes. Mm, sure. It was a different time. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I have nothing to say to that. Uh, I'm going to give it, hmm, I'm going to give it a good, strong, probably eight, I don't know, um, spicy noodles. I'm running out of things to say, uh, out of 10. I liked it a lot. And, but uh, formaldehyde beers, formaldehyde beer. That's right. That's actually really good. Um, and this is, this is kind of probably unfair of me. But I don't like this movie more than I liked Hunt for Red October. And so I don't want it to be higher in the list than <laughs> Hunt for Red October. Um, I would As well, it should be. I would rather watch Hunt for Red October right now than to watch this movie again. Not that this movie is a bad movie. This is a really, really good movie and deserved all of the accolades that it got. Um, you know, Just give me some more actual footage and better audio, and this movie is great. You know? Anyway, that's okay. The artist won Best Picture, and it had zero audio except for a dog barking. So who knows? Um, anyway, there's some more Oscar references. Um, there you go. Oh, I closed out my script. What am I supposed to say now? Um, uh, winner, winner, chicken special dinner. Special thanks to uh, Chad. You win. Um, special thanks goes out to Steve uh, <laughs> uh, because he's awesome. Um, but uh, and sound. No, just. Yeah, well, Sight and Sound is, is always. Um, um, leave us a review on iTunes, please. Leave us a review on iTunes. Um, you know, I'm going to whine about it because, you know, why not? Apparently, when I whine, things happen. So um, uh, visit our website, CheapSeatReviews.com. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash CheapSeatReviews. Follow us on Twitter at CheapSeatCast. And please send us your emails to CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com. Um, so, yeah. So on behalf of Chad, Corny Sam, this is Sean saying goodnight. Uh, be safe in bad weather if that's near you at all. And, um, you know, good evening from Charlotte, North Carolina.